Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,456. Pop the cork. It's New Year's Eve, and as we say goodbye to 2019, and hello to 2020. Can you believe it's 2020? I want to thank all of you who listen to Cars Yeah, who support my efforts and share inspiring automotive enthusiasts and their stories with others as I share them with you. I can't tell you how grateful I am for your kind ears and the multitude of social media followers who reach out to me every day. I wish for you and yours a very happy, a very healthy, and a very prosperous new year. Remember, your tank is either half empty or half full. Each and every day, you get to decide what it's going to be. Thank you for listening, and Happy New Year. When it stops being fun, stop doing it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited this uh, New Year's Eve to introduce a very special guest calling in from a long way away, Western Australia. He's in Perth, Edward Roos. Hey, Edward, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm always buckled up and ready for a fun ride, Mark. <laughs> Absolutely. Even when I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. All right. Well, Edward Roos is a Porsche enthusiast just like me who works to bring clubs together and share their events, their ideas, and passion for the mark. He is the current president of his local Porsche club and created a club's international website and a WhatsApp group for current and past club presidents. He runs his own not-for-profit Porsche social driving title, Flat Six Fun, on Facebook, and he helped create and administer the International Porsche Club's page on Facebook as well. 
Edward is also an administrator on the 996 World page focusing on the Porsche 996 models, and he has a drive drive Porsche blog as well. I think this guy likes Porsches. I think we're going to be talking Porsches today. So, Edward, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you, mate. I wonder if you could take a moment to share a little bit more about your life, your career, and your very obvious passion for automobiles. Okay, Mark. Well, um, firstly, um, I just, uh, I'm not actually the president of the Porsche Club of Western Australia. I did, re- did retire in 2017 from that role. Oh, okay. Okay. okay well, but- I'm still going to call you the prez. <laughs> you know what a lot of people still do, which is I'm trying to change that, but it's a bit hard. They even do that down at the dealership. They call me El Presidente. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, cool. I'm, I'm uh, still heavily involved in the uh, in the culture here in Perth, but also around Australia as well and the world, uh, which is great. But that's, what, that's the beauty of social media. Yeah, yeah it's so. incredible the reach that we have these days. It's great. So a bit about me. Okay. So look, I've always been a a car guy. And I know that one of the questions you're going to ask is when was the first time you realized you were a car guy? And I thought I'd just touch on that. It's sort of preemptive. And and actually, it's a very hard question to ask and answer, or a very hard question to answer at least, because there's no real one moment that I went, oh, I'm a car guy. It's just I was born like that. And it's kind of like trying to Remember the first thing you your very first ever memory. I mean, it's very, very. It's a hazy area that, and I guess I was thinking about that this morning. And I think it was me playing with Hot Wheels tracks when I was a kid. And we do the loop, the loop. You know, we try and get the car to go over the loop and back down onto the track again, and like do jumps and sort of that sort of just a natural thing that sort of pulled me to cars. So, so yeah, I've been a, a car guy for the, my entire life. Um, I uh, run a online store called transcript.com.au, which has been one of the first e-commerce stores ever in Australia. It uh, started in 1999. It's 20 years online this year. Did they even have computers back then? Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, it was just the internet in those days was hilarious. Like we still, everyone will remember Dial the dial-up up modems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We had the 14.4, then we then we bumped up to the 36.6 modem. That was much faster, you know. Oh yeah. And yeah. so. So, but, you know, I mean, I don't normally talk about my business because I'm just more in focused on, on my passion for, for cars and for Porsche. So, um, you know, throughout my life, um, I've, I've basically been in that particular business my entire life um, as a, from a teenager right through. And although I'm not passionate about my business, and most of us, it'd be, it'd be a good day if, if you woke up every day and you're excited to, to be to go to work. But having said that, it's, I've been very blessed in the fact that it's been able to, it's brought me to a point where I could follow my passion for cars not in a huge way like some of these collectors. I've only ever got one or two at a time, um, but just to be able to, you know, swap and change and, and experience different cars is something that I've, uh, I've been, I feel grateful for. Absolutely. Well, one thing I've learned after talking to 1,400 and, uh, gee, 56 people now here on cars. Yeah, hard to believe that number sometimes. Oh, it goes quick, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's incredible how fast the last five years have gone by, but the key thing is, you know, this passion that we share, automotive enthusiasts, uh, is around the world. It's everywhere. I've talked to people in almost every country now, and it's the same. And one of the things I think is great about cars and the car hobby is it, it transcends everything that somewhat divides us in times. It, it, it transcends politics, genders, race, money, socioeconomic platform, whatever it is. We all come together when it's about cars, and I think that's the great thing it is about cars. So I'm excited to talk to you today, Edward. I feel like we're in the same room here, but we're uh, many, many miles apart. Edward is always ahead of me on the track and in the day, 16 hours ahead of me. So uh, if you could just tell me what the winning lottery numbers are going to be tonight, that way I could uh, go buy the Porsche. 
if of we my could somehow dreams. figure that out. Wouldn't that yeah, be something? I'm working on it. I'm working oh, on it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the smoking gun lottery win. You, yeah. you, you spend 90 <laughs> bucks on the biggest ticket you can you can possibly get, and you, you go there and you win $10, which means you've lost $80. <laughs> yeah. Well, my son says the lottery is for stupid. It's a stupid tax. So uh, I think he's uh, probably right. <laughs> well, you know, in Australia, our, our lottery money actually goes to charity. So well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. So when we scan our ticket and it says, like, I'm always playing, not always, but I'm playing on constantly to try and get the smoking gun victory so I can go and just start a huge Porsche <laughs> garage, you know, and build the house that I've always needed with, with 20 car parking. But, uh, but it, it says thereafter, which thank you for supporting the community. And that means that the money's gone to some sort of community. But we'd like to know where this community is, all these people spending money on. On lot yeah. because we'd like to go and live in this community because it's a yeah. washed up community. Money's got well, to be going somewhere. I, ours is supposed to be going to schools, but I'm not so sure that any of it ever ends up there. But we'll talk about all that another day. But now we're going to get back to reality. I would love to uh, start our talk here with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has a meaning for you that kind of drives your life a little bit. It's a nice way to get those Porsche wheels turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Edward, grab the wheel. Well, um, it's a very simple one. One of my mantras that I take with me when I'm uh, doing certain things, especially with uh, with regards to being on committees and and other uh, sort of organisations, is when it stops being fun, stop doing it. Ah. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about this because you know people will say that and they'll go, "Well, that's easy for you to say," but I like having you on the show because your main business is aside from cars, but you've involved your life in cars and. I always tell people, they say, well, Mark, you're so lucky. You get to be around cars and car people all day long. I have a great job. It pays me well, but I'm not that happy with it. But I say, you know, there's a lot of other hours in the day you can spend time. So if you take that concept you just shared with us, Edward, how have you incorporated that into all the things that you do around your love for the Porsche, Mark? Well, you know, yes, I love Porsche. And what I touched on earlier was the, uh, you know, the fact that my business is a vehicle for me to allow me. That's pun intended, by the way. My vehicle is a vehicle which allows me to enjoy my love for vehicles. I mean, it, I would be – having said that, anyone who's a car enthusiast really, even if they haven't got much money, can still be a car enthusiast. And that's what oh, yeah. I love about car enthusiasts. We'll get guys that will turn up in, you know, a clapped-out 924, for example – um, and and he's proud of his car. I know one guy in particular when I was when I first joined our Porsche club, um, who uh, turned up in this old rusty old nine two four, and we went on a on a social drive, and he put racing gloves on. And I just thought, <laughs> you know what, that is beautiful. Yeah, you know, the car's worth fifteen hundred bucks maybe, and he's put racing gloves on. And sure, you know, so um, so that that's sort of like I can see that like in at times when business gets a little bit tiresome. Um, I always think of, oh, well, you know, this is, this is, this allows me to enjoy, uh, my passion for cars. And you're right. You know, you don't have to, lots of times you go to Concord events and you see all these very expensive cars and you think, I'll never have that. But I've had many guests on the show that say, you know what? With 5,000 bucks, I can find you a cool car that you can get into car shows with and you can have some fun with and maybe even less. And if you got some talent and you can work on it a little bit, you can find a less expensive car and have fun in the garage doing some stuff. So. Yeah, just uh, just get involved in some way. And even if you can't afford two nickels to rub together, you know what? You can go to vintage races and you can volunteer time to help them. You could go to Concours events. They need volunteers. Museums, they need volunteers all the time. Just get involved somehow. And you know what? Before you know it, you found yourself surrounded by cool cars. So Exactly. Perfect. 
Well, let's talk about a challenge or a failure that you face along the way. I bring this up not to drum up anything negative, but more, how did you come through that situation in a positive way? What was that lesson that you learned that you could take forward and help yourself grow? Oh, there's so many different things I could think of, but I think I'll stick, I'll stick to the car uh, theme. Um, and, and that's when I joined the Porsche Club, uh, my local Porsche Club. I found that, that um, there was, it was a great, great club. It always has been. It always will be. Um, but I found that when I first joined that club that I felt kind of like a little bit an outsider. And, I, and you know, like they'd be talking to their friends and saying things that I didn't understand, like terms like, like sub-regs, which means supplementary regulations for sporting events. We ne- I never knew what all these things, it wasn't explained to me. And so I just thought to myself, well, if I ever get in a position where I can change things, I'd like to make the club um, more welcoming to people, to novices, so that they they feel welcome right from the beginning. And that was my mantra right from the start when I joined the club, even before I was on the committee, was to actually um, is to welcome new members. And and a couple of the guys have said to me in the past, I remember the only one that came up and said hello to me was you. And I, I just thought, I don't even remember doing that, but I, I must have done it. Um, if they remember it, so so that that's what I wanted to do, and and I kind of feel that I, I did achieve that. Um, it got to the point where it was just there was just a buzz around the place that was um, you know that was really palpable, and 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 word word got out, and people were coming to the club purely on the basis of the fact that we had a committee that was really excited and and motivated to um, to make it an exciting place to be, like a, like a real Porsche hub, and. and 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 that's that, that's kind of like something that I, I, I as as I joined the club, and I never like you said that, uh, earlier about uh, uh, people who can't afford, who couldn't think they could never afford a car, you know, uh, one of their dream cars. Well, I was kind of like that when I joined the club. I thought well, I'm never really going to be able to get through this this group. But just the natural passion for the brand eventually uh, led me to the point a few years later where I did became president, which was great, and that just happened naturally. It didn't I didn't sort of chase it down. So um, I guess you could take from that is to allow your natural passion and your your God-given talents to rise into any occasion, whether it's at work or whether it's in, at play. You know, I love this story. Uh, our local Porsche club up here in the Pacific Northwest, the president's Doug Andresi, and he's a, become a good friend of mine. And he's he's trying to kind of make some strides and changes. And I remember back when I first moved up here 25 years ago, the club was a little cliquish. And it tended to have kind of a certain type of person, and they kind of they weren't that welcoming. And I was like, what is going on here? Because the club down in San Diego, where I came from, was cool and great. And then it went through a kind of a, a gyration and a change. And then it started to be more inclusive. And I know that's what Doug's doing. He's trying to bring in more women into the club because women, you know, I, I've learned a big thing about interviewing people. I've had lots of women on the show. There are a lot of women that are very enthusiastic about cars. And there's a lot that are very good drivers. I've had racers, autocross racers here that are women that do a really good job. And also, we talk about this all the time, getting young people involved, even though they can't maybe afford a Porsche right now, but being welcoming to them, uh, giving them rides, taking them out on the track. Um, That's how we build that. Because you know what? We're not getting any younger. Us old guys are going to age out here. Sharing your passion. I know know exactly where you're coming from there. I love it when, when kids come up to the car and they're looking at it and I always let them sit in it if I if I can, you know, if their parents are around, for example. So so I remember we had what what I did this year is is I organised a, a birthday party for the GT3 for the Porsche GT3 because I don't know, I'm not if you're aware or not, but it's this year is the twentieth year of the oh, GT3. Yeah. Hard to believe twenty years. 20 I, that years. doesn't sound right, doesn't Gosh, it? Wow, it's crazy. I remember when it first came out, 
the, the, the 99 GT3. So I, I went up to the dealership and said, look, this is happening in the city. They, they actually approached me to try and organise some cars for their display. So um, what I did was um, just put out, put out the feelers to my Porsche community and I found uh, we've, we've got a great group of cars together, including some RWB cars from, from a local tuner in Perth oh, called wow. KTEC. Fantastic. Yeah. So we did a, a cavalcade of Porsches from their workshop through to um, through to Porsche through Porsche Motion, which was set up on the city uh, for sure. It was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I remember we had all our GD3s on display separately to the rest of the cars, right? So we had all the pleb Porsches inverted commas parked over there, and the GD3s up the front. So when we were leaving, there was kids taking photos, and there was one kid there, and he's looking. I said, "Do you mind? You want to get in, mate?" And like his mum, he said, "Mum, can I get in?" Yeah, yeah. So he jumped in the car. And he immediately gave the phone to his mum and he said, you can rev the engine. So he's revving the engine and he's calling out to his mum, 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 are you videotaping this? Are you getting this? And she goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, make sure you videotape the exhaust pipes because it's got a little twin <laughs> exhaust pipes. And like yeah. I was just I just loved sharing that with, with that kid because you know what? That kid is me. And it's yeah, he's me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that you us, got him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, me as a kid too. I love it. Yeah. You're just wide-eyed and you think you see this machine and you just can't believe that it exists and how are you ever going to get your hands on one and you can't but you love it. And and I'm like that now with cars I can't afford. Like, you know, even though in Australia we can't get, for example, Carrera GTs here, they don't make it, uh, they don't meet Australian design rules and neither does the 718, uh, the 918, sorry, um, the 918. So, um, but I'm like that with those cars. To me, these are those holy grail cars that I'm never going to be able to afford. They're like a million plus dollars. But I've still got this when I'm around them. I'm still really happy to be around these cars and just to see them. And, you know, if I, if I ever get the chance, I've never actually seen any of those in the middle. I'm just thinking that one day that's what I'll do. <laughs> you will. This. And you'll be blown away. I promise you. Yeah. They're pretty spectacular. Well, how about your first car? Is there a first car in your life? Maybe it's a Porsche, probably the, where you finally got the car of your dreams you've been working so hard for. Well, I actually, um, yeah, I've, got, I've, I've been through three car phases, major car phases in my life. So I started out, my very first car was a, was a beat-up uh, Beetle, uh, a white Beetle with, um, you know, big fat tyres on it, a, a Volkswagen. But I should have kept that car because it was worth a fortune now. But I, at the time, I didn't realise, of course. But my first really, so, oh, sorry, the three um, major car groups. So the three uh, parts of my life were in my 20s, I was into Hondas. So I loved Hondas, probably because they were connected with Formula One. And even though, like later on, when we had we started having kids, I, I got into I had Honda CRVs, uh, which were this SUV version of the car. I still stuck with Honda for a while because I just loved their build quality and the fact that they were connected with Formula One. Um, and then I moved into Mercedes Benz in my thirties. Um, I didn't have lots of them. I always had one at a time. But every time the new model came out, I would trade up and you know refinance and you know be in that. But thinking back now, I should have probably been a Porsche guy back then. Um, but then I had my Middle, midlife crisis around oh, – it's not midlife crisis, a real one. It's like what I thought was a midlife crisis around the end of my 30s, and I thought, oh, I always loved Porsches, but I always thought I couldn't afford one, which is crazy because I was buying Mercedes-Benzes. <laughs> but I – you know, and they, and really I didn't ever look at it. So I finally took the plunge. I thought I'm 38 or 39. I don't want to buy a, a Porsche in my 40s and look like an old guy behind the wheel. So I, I ordered – I bought a sight unseen too from the Eastern States, a, a, a speed yellow Boxster S. Manual. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now this was an early 2000 model. It had. It was the first car to have parking sensors, and these were huge. These were not like recessed into the bumper. These parking sensors were like <laughs> a few <laughs> few inches high. But you know, it had leather interior and it had a, a CD player. And what I loved about it is you push it, and anyone who's got a a 986 Boxster, 
from the early ones, from the 97, 98, 99, and even 2000, they probably don't know this, but if you push a little button on the stereo, on the stereo it flips out and there's a tape deck behind it. <laughs> yeah. So I immediately went and found all my tapes and I was cruising down the streets playing playing all my 80s tapes. It was great. So, oh, so that, that was my first, like, really – that's my first Porsche. My first really cool car was probably a Triumph Dolomite Sprint. I don't know if you know oh. what that car is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see them over here in the U.S., but, yeah. yeah. That's I should have kept that one car. too, yeah. actually. There's, a, there's another <laughs> car that's gone up in value again. Uh, but that had like the fake leather roof. It was, I think, vinyl and it had a manual gearbox and a wood grain dash, but it was real timber in those days. So it wasn't like – it actually had to cut down trees for this <laughs> – for the, for the wood grain. <laughs> for the wood, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So nice. that was another cool car and it was, it was yellow. It was like a garish ah, sort of color. Okay. You know? That's an odd color for that car, I would think. I, yeah, I can't yeah. – trying to envision that in yellow, but uh, at least people see it. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I do like speed yellow, so so that was nice. you know my first foray into into real sport. A, a Renault Fuego was it was was another one I had a manual Renault Fuego coupe, nineteen eighty four. I thought this car was was the bee's knees, but you know what? It, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good yeah, at all. Yeah, <laughs> the Renaults are a little they struggle a bit. Yeah, yeah we had one when I was a little there. kid, and it was a, nothing but problems. But uh, exactly. it was kind of funky. No one else had one, so that was no, kind of look- cool. I thought it was a supercar, you know, yeah. simple as that. At the, but you know what? Whenever, whatever car you own, a car guy always loves – there's always one car that they own that's their supercar. And it was then it was the Triumph, and then I, then I got a Honda Integra, and I thought that was a, like a $40,000 car. Like it was a lot of money, and I was so excited about this car. But, you know, look at them now, and they're driving around the streets, and no one's really looked after them Well, anymore. you don't even see them anymore. You know, when my wife and I were first married, the first new car we bought together was her – a new car for her. It was a Jetta GLI. And oh, yeah, after nice that, car. we had, we had that car for about nine years. It was a great car. And then we went in first and only Japanese car I've ever owned. We were going to buy an Integra. And then the salesman was very smart. He said, well, you know, you should drive the, the upper level model here, the Acura. Um, let's see, what am I thinking here? Not the Integra, but the, uh, oh, the, the legend, the legend. Yeah. Oh, he goes, course. you should drive that as a comparison. And I looked at him like, no, don't do it. And guess yeah. what we ended up buying the legend. Oh, did you really? You know, I've had a legend as well, believe it or not. <laughs> it was a great car. It was, you know, we had that car for 10 years. It was an awesome car. But what uh, year was that? Because my legend was like an 06 or something, and it was it was pretty flaccid. The, the actual suspension was, was poor. The first, it was everywhere. It was the, the uh, first generation when they first came out. So what would that have been? The 90s, early 90s, somewhere in huh. there? Oh, yeah. that, that was the best one. That was that is was actually awesome. the prettiest legend. It, yeah, a great looking car. Uh, I mean, it just, it treated us so well. It was a really, really nice car. We kept it about six months too long because <laughs> things okay. started going wrong. Had a lot of miles on it, close to 200,000 miles, but uh, it was a great car. Well, let's talk about what has you excited and fired up right now. Now, this is New Year's Eve, so we've got 2020 barreling down in our face here. What is you excited about the new year? What am I excited about next year? There's so much to think about. Look, I'm looking forward to all of my Porsche exploits next year. As you know, I, I run this not-for-profit pro bono group here called 100% Porsche Drive Days, and it's not anything other than just um, a group of, of my Porsche uh, connections, and, and it's growing all the time. People are constantly contacting me going, hey, I heard you do social drives. Do you mind if I come out with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm looking forward to, a, to that next year. I'm also looking forward to – we just had a, a, a racetrack here reopen in Perth, and the company there that's running it is called Driver Risk Management. Now, this track was, believe it or not, this track is near Perth Airport. 
which is a reasonable, reasonably busy airport, actually, considering where we are in, in Perth. There's a lot of Asian flights coming and going out of Perth. It's only a few hours flight to places like Bali, et cetera. So, and this track was closed down because someone who lived near there complained about the noise. And it's hilarious to how the hell that <laughs> By the airport, right? Yeah. And we were, or the whole uh, car community in general, the motorsport community in Perth, were absolutely shocked that this was allowed to go through. I think there was more going on than, than meets the eye. Oh, I'm sure. Politics, yeah. Exactly. But there's a group of guys here um, led by uh, Kim Ledger and uh, Alistair McRae, who's a well-known um, race car driver and rally driver, actually, in Australia, mm-hmm. um, have got the the, uh, the track off the ground again. And we had our first track day literally just last weekend. So I'm looking oh, forward nice. to that next year as well. We're going to be doing What kind of a track is it? Is it a road course? It's a race track, but it's not full yeah. racing. It's just a track where you would do laps. So, for example, yeah. it's only 1.6 kilometers long, but it's a cracking little track. It doesn't have any hills, so it's good on the brakes. So it's a good good track to learn how to, how to put your car on a track, to ha- how to nice. learn racing lines, et cetera. Yeah, yeah oh, so, that's um, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's fun to have those. When I got into vintage racing, I started with club driving with my BMW M3 just to see if I was comfortable at speed. And we have a great track here, Pacific Raceway, that's got elevation changes. It's, it's a marvelous track. It's got some high speeds, one high speed straightaway, a pretty fast back end, uh, some nice flicks and turns and sharp corners. And it's just a great track. And it's a nice way to get out there and just learn to be a better driver in a really yeah, safe exactly. environment. Tell people, go do those things. And, and, you know, you can drive at your own pace. You don't have to go out and trash your exactly. car. There's some guys that do that and they burn up tires and brakes, but you don't have to do that. You can you can take it easy and just kind of get comfortable at speed. Uh, and they do it with all different marks. You don't have to have a Porsche or BMW. You could have a street car, whatever it is. My kids did driver's training there, you know, learn how to be safe when they were first learning how to drive. So uh, spend some time on the track. Well, the new year sounds like fun for you. Edward, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador 
for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. All right, Edward, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I want to get into your head a little bit here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, actually manifested as a car parked in your garage, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Look, I'm going to actually, I'm, I'm a very, very sort of excitable kind of guy when I'm around cars. I, <laughs> I think I was thinking about that this morning and I was saying to myself, why is that? And I think what I've done is with cars, when I'm out with my friends and, and hosting drives, because I also host drives for like Porsche Center Perth here as well. They, I do that again for free, just breakfast drives. But I'm always like really excited and it's it's the child in me. I found out that it's the actual child in me that comes out when I'm around cars. I sort of forget about everything else about work. And so, to be honest, I wouldn't say a Porsche. I think I'd be a Mini Cooper S, just a little cool, yeah, cool little, you know, excited little car just cruising around, which we've got one actually. It's my wife's car, but. But just a cracking little thing that can just take take corners quickly, get out of trouble quickly, and 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 flies under the radar as well. So that, that like would, that's probably the car I would be. Very nice. We've had a couple of those uh, gray cars. Really, really fun. In fact, I've taken some long road trips in little Mini Coopers, and um, I'm surprised how nice and comfortable they are. Yeah, they hold a lot of stuff of too. Yeah, oh, they're just incredible. Huge. Yeah, they're great low cars. I like it. I like the reason too. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Um, stay on the black stuff. <laughs> yeah, the old shiny side up. Yeah, keep it yeah, on the track. Just stay on there, don't. <laughs> How about a personal habit of yours you believe is contributed to your success other than keep it on the track? Well, I tell you, one thing I, I, I try to think or uh, try to keep within my own uh, sort of self is, is to think critically. So always to think critically about something before acting. Uh, have a conservative sort of view and act act with a conservative view and, and think things through before actually acting. So uh, I know yeah. that does that sounds like a bit of an oxymoron after me just saying I'm this guy that loves to get out there, but at the same <laughs> time, I do I always deeply consider things before doing them and make make sure that it's done correctly. So doing yeah. things right, there you go. Yeah. You, we found it. Doing things right the first time and being able to accept being able to accept the fact that you've made mistakes as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, facing the truth when you when you don't do it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. How about a resource? Is there one that you find as a go to for you that you think our listeners would enjoy? Well, I, my resource really is other people's advice mm, nice. and also learning from errors, past errors. That would yeah. be my resource. I think life is the greatest resource. Absolutely. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Well, a really tough question for car guys, isn't it? Because we just we, we feel <laughs> like if we pick one, we're letting the other one down. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and, well, let's you know, just say for today, tomorrow you can pick somebody else. I'll be honest with you, and, and it might sound uh, I'm, I'm being biased, but I would love to sit down with Ferdinand Porsche and have a meal with him. And, and I know he, that now the, not, origi- the original Ferdinand or his yes, his son the, Ferry. Okay, this, the, the guy who started Ferdinand, it all, the guy okay. that started it all. Because you know what, he made his own sports car, and this DNA is in every one of these vehicles. I've written on, about this on my blog uh, on Drive Tribe. Every single smile that we extract out of our car has been engineered into the car and i'd love to talk to him about that because he's literally and figuratively taken a vehicle um the purity of that thought and that action is still continuing today mm. and i can see it in the vehicles that, that have been produced even in, in in the suvs you can punt those things around a track as well that's what i'd like to sit down with and have uh, a meal and, and also probably a couple of steins and 
Wine Stefano as well. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How about a book, Edward? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would really enjoy reading? Well, I'm not a huge reader. I'll be honest with you. My wife's always on my back about that, wanting me to read books. Um, but I did actually finish a book recently called A Man and His Watch, which I received because I'm a bit of a watch buff as well. This book is, again, something that my wife, she hit the nail on the head with this one when she bought me this book. I think it was for Father's Day because this book basically uh, has a purity of people and their watches. And this whole book basically runs uh, along the context of a guy and his watch and his story behind the watch. And there were some famous people in there and some not so famous, and there were some really expensive watches and some really cheap watches. Like at the moment, I'm wearing a 1974 Timex Viscount, which I purchased off Facebook Marketplace from someone for 50 bucks. Um, it's <laughs> nice. an automatic watch, but I've had it refurbished, I've had it serviced, and it's probably still only worth maybe a hundred. It's but it's but to me, it's the story behind this watch. This watch is a is a is a quality piece. It's 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 stood the test of time. So that particular book there. It's, I'm, I'm a purist, and, and the purity of that book sort of like uh, transcends itself, it sort of like connects to me with the purity I, I have with, with the brand of Porsche. So it's nice. really worth a read, and it's not a big read either. It's not a huge I'll, read. Uh, for those- i got to get that book because I've not heard of that book, A Man and His Watch. i got to get my hands yeah. on that. Sounds it's- sounds like a good read. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Edward, and I've got a fun question for you. It can be a bit of a doozy, though. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car, track car, whatever you'd like today, something fun to enjoy, but there are some rules to my game since I'm writing the check. One of those rules is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with or that big house with a bunch of garages. So if you pick a, <laughs> pick nice. a Ferrari GTO, you got to live with it. That wouldn't be bad. Uh, also, you have to drive it. I don't want you to have a garage queen. I want you to have some fun. And it's the only one collector car you can have in your garage. So you need to be very careful what you choose. What can I buy you today? I've already, when I listened to uh, Mariana's um, from Porsche Club LA's uh, yes. uh, podcast a few weeks ago, I remember she said that the 356, and I already, immediately I was saying to myself, Carrera GT, Carrera GT, and that's the car. I, I would love a Carrera GT. A Porsche Carrera GT to me is the ultimate. It's rare. It's manual. It's naturally aspirated. It has the hydraulic steering. It's got a screaming V10 engine at the back. I would have one of those every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. <laughs> well, have you ever had the pleasure of riding in one or driving no, one? No, I haven't. I haven't. And Mariana did promise me. She said that uh, if you come to LA, she'll make it happen. So You know, sure she can. Yeah, she can. Yeah. Uh, a big shout out to Mariana Small. She has been a tremendous person to me since I've had her on the show. You listeners can go back and listen to her show, and you should. She's an incredible person, but she has introduced me to so many special people like Edward um, it's just, I mean, she blew me away. She started sending me introductions to people. I'm like, oh my gosh, this lady is incredible. The Carrera GT. Now there is a very, very special car, very cool car. Um, I've seen them in a variety of interesting colors. The jet party they have during car week. I was at, uh, this last summer. Uh, there was an orange one, I believe parked there, which uh-huh. I had only seen that car once before. I think it may be one of the few ever painted in orange at the factory. But uh, it's a nice car, very unique car. I've ne- I've ridden in one, but I've never driven one. I hear they're interesting to drive. They've got that uh, ceramic clutch that's kind of interesting. Oh, really? I wasn't, you know, believe it or not, I wasn't aware of the fact that it had a ceramic clutch. There you go. I think if I'm talking about the right car, but, uh, you know, it's it's such a special car. And it's one of those cars like the 918 that Porsche comes out with that they build as a kind of a test of future things. Yeah, and the Carrera GT is one of well, those. Well, if cars. you look at the architecture inside the body, you know, inside the, the dashboard, it's it's all it's pure nine nine six in there. 
You know, yes. there's just there's, and but then it's got the the raised sort of center console, which they, they then started to bring out first in the Panamera, and now it's like part of their design. Now, it, uh, now it's in everything. Yeah, you it's look at the new yeah. electric Taycan. Uh, uh, am yeah. I saying that right, Taycan? Is that how you say um, that? It's, I think it's Taycan. Taycan. I don't know. Okay. You know what? I actually don't know. You know, well, I got <laughs> I, I it. My, my Porsche friends are going to raise their eyebrows at me, but whatever it is, that new electric car has that waterfall yeah. center console, which is beautiful. Yeah, so you can see how these old cars Things carry through. It's like when they came out with the the 4S and 89, and then all of a sudden they're building four-wheel drives, and they came out with the uh, the Carrera Ss. I mean, uh, everything they do with these supercars, like the 959, all that stuff in the 959 oh. 10 years later was just standard. In all you know the cars. what? I forgot about the 959. Can I have that in my garage as well? Or is it just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, Uh-oh. I can't buy you two. Cause I, now, if you'd rather switch to that, that'll be no, fine. But, uh, I'm not switching. I'll stick with the Guerrero GT because I could easily live with that car for the rest of my life. It's just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, one day I'll actually go. see one in the flesh. <laughs> well, I'm sure you will. What color? Well, you just got to come out to LA at the uh, Porsche uh, Center there, and uh, Mariana will make sure you get a ride in one. What color would you like yours to be? Since uh, oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mate of mine who lives in Oman, and his name's Yusuf. Yeah. Um, Yusuf, I can't remember his surname. Yusuf Frit- Fritiani, I think it is. He's got a speed yellow one. We call it the Bumblebee. I'd like speed yellow, but I think with the Carrera GT, I know that this, you know, is, this might sound boring, but the Carrera GT silver, which was a specific color bought out for the Carrera GT, would be my pick. Yeah. Because they just it? look great in that color. Nice color, for sure. You see a lot of, uh, in the Middle East, they like yellow cars. That seems to be a color of choice. I was at the Porsche factory once, and I went down to their special dreams department, and there were three of these incredible custom uh, Porsches that were all yellow. And I mean, everything yeah, inside on the as car well. was yellow everywhere. I mean, even crazy, the valve stems were yellow. It was a little crazy. That's yeah. a bit much. <laughs> that guy likes yellow. All right, yeah. I'll get to work on this for you, Edward. Uh, you've taken me on a great ride this wonderful New Year's Eve. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Now, since you're in Western Australia, it's already the New Year where you are. So I'm going to do real hard to keep up with you. But I wondered if you could offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off down the track in your very own Carrera GT. Wow. Parting, well, for, so for, for 2020, well, Happy New Year to everyone, by the way. Yeah. Um, is it New Year yet or not? It not is yet year. where I am, but it is where you are. <laughs> okay. Um, parting wisdom. Um, I mean, there's just too much. I, I don't really, I can't think of anything right now. I'm sure you can edit this in later. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, Yeah, if you were going to say something to say, hey, 2020, this is the year you should, what would it be? Well, in 2020, this is the year you should have a lot more fun and don't sweat the big things or the little things. Just have fun and get out there and do it. Yeah, get out there and do it. Get around cars, be around car people, have fun with cars. So there's two things I'd like people to think about in 2020, if you're a car guy especially. The first thing is get out of bed early, especially in the summer months. Before dawn, jump in your car and go for a drive. It is incredible. It is one of the greatest things you could do in your car, especially in your Porsche, and it's a feast for the senses. There's <laughs> nobody on the road. It's just the pre-dawn light is incredible. Yeah. So it's, it takes a bit of effort to do that. You've got to literally set the alarm early and get out of bed and get out of, get out of the house. But once you're out on the road, you'll be going, oh, my goodness, this is the best thing I've ever done. The second thing is, is, is if you don't, if you own a Porsche specifically, but also other cars as well, they're nice cars and you enjoy driving, 
get it out of the city limits. A lot of people I know have Porsches, and that's why I run this 100% Porsche Drive Days to sort of like try and share the love, mm-hmm. is to is they drive their cars in the city only. And I had a guy the other day who's got a GD3 RS that came on our track, and and he said to me, uh, oh, Edward, this is great. It's the first time I've reached 9,000 RPM, and I've had this car for a year. Oh, gosh. And I said, are you kidding me? He goes, well, where can I do it in the city? I said, you've got to get out of the city. You've got yeah. to make the time to find some roads. And that's why you, you reach out to your local Porsche club or if you've got a network of friends or someone who actually hosts drives, mm-hmm. get out and, and just get it done because you will – honestly, your car will come alive when it leaves the city limits. So that's Absolutely. the things I'd like you guys to do in 2020. It's your Great homework. <laughs> advice. Get out there and drive. I love the, the Dawn Patrol concept too. Being an old surfer, yeah, that's the way to do it. Great advice. Thank you, Edward. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with all the great things that you do? Okay, so um, I've got a number of things happening at the moment. I've got a Facebook page, which is based here in Perth, but it's we're always sharing lots of uh, cool pictures and events on that. It's called 100% Porsche Drive Days. Um, then you can also catch us on Instagram at 100% Porsche, and that's basically 100% Porsche, the words. Um, I've also got a YouTube channel, which I've shared the link with you. It's also called 100% Porsche as well, or 100% Porsche Drive Days. And then, of course, anyone who's a member of a Porsche club, or even if you're not a member of a Porsche club, if you're a Porsche enthusiast, uh, have a, just do a search for the International Porsche um, Porsche Clubs uh, International Porsche Clubs Facebook page. We've, that, we're a growing group of people. Connect, we're connecting people from all over the world on this page. Um, I'm an admin for that. That was actually born from 2016. Porsche Club's international president's meeting in, in Finland in Levy, and it was in collaboration between myself and uh, Sigfus, who I believe was the vice president of Porsche Club Iceland. So that's that's out there, and that's growing all the time, and it's a great place to, to meet new Porsche people from around the world. And, and Porsche have this hashtag they used for their uh, 75th anniversary sports car together, hashtag sports car together. Ports sports car together. <laughs> say that, didn't I? Yeah, try and say that there <laughs> later on. Um, so that particular um, hashtag is all over the, the, the world. You can just basically do a search on hashtag sports car together and you'll actually find our page pretty quickly that way as well. And if you're, if you're a Porsche enthusiast of any kind or a member of a club, just get over there and just join it because it's great fun. We're sharing events. We're sharing pictures of our cars. But most importantly, we're all becoming friends. And I have got so many friends from around the world from this particular forum, including friends in Ireland, Oman, Qatar, um, Guatemala, Ukraine, Georgia, Russia, Moscow, the United States, of course, South America. At the moment, I'm currently a member of the Porsche Club Island with my wife. We went to Ireland earlier this year and we, um, we went on one of their runs. It was my wife's birthday, so we went to Ireland and went on a Porsche Club Island run. I hired a Volvo for that. But we had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's okay, yeah. Yeah, Very um, cool. yeah, and we've also got – there's also a WhatsApp group still going called uh, – that we created also at the 2016 Porsche Club's President's Meeting, probably around 100 presidents and past presidents from around the world in this group, and we speak to each other daily. It's quite incredible that this is still going. And, and actually, right now, what's happening in Portugal is the 2019 International Porsche Club's President's Meeting. So that would have already happened by the time – you know, this goes to uh, to air. But um, so I didn't obviously didn't go to that because I'm no longer a president, but I know a lot of friends who are actually going and I'm very jealous because they'll be – Porsche do a great job when they make these president's meetings. They lay it all on. They'll have the 992s on the track, probably some 
tay cans or tie cans, whatever you'd like to call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so two that's cans. how you connect. <laughs> two cans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. There's just so many. Whatever, different- whatever it may be. Yeah. I'll make sure that I put links to all these on Edward's show notes page. And listeners, again, a happy new year to you. I encourage you to set some goals for yourself. Get out in 2020. Have some fun. Get involved with some clubs. Meet some people. There's no better time in the history of mankind to reach out around the world, as Edward has shared, and find friends everywhere. You may find yourself in some incredible places. Take that chance. Go out there and have fun in the new year. And Edward, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Happy New Year. And God bless you, mate. You as well, my friend. Take care. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!